Welcome to A Different Way of Traveling. This is a podcast where we discuss travel for persons with disabilities and special needs in South Africa and beyond with our host, Lois Strachan. Join us as we share inspiring stories of people who travel, exciting accessible travel experiences, and showcase service providers who will accommodate those with special needs. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the 54th episode of A Different Way of Travelling, a podcast on accessible travel brought to you by Accessible South Africa. I'm your host, Lois Strachan. Today, we're going to be chatting about adaptive scuba diving with the team from Handicapped Scuba Crew based in South Africa. Before we get to that interview, a reminder that if you haven't already done so, to please subscribe to the podcast. And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend or share some of the episodes on social media. Thanks so much for doing that. It really does help us. Okay, let's take a deep breath and dive into the world of adaptive scuba diving. Today on A Different Way of Travelling, we're chatting to the team from Handicapped Scuba Crew. Now, I've been hearing their name repeatedly often in the last few months, talking to colleagues and friends from the disabled community and I thought it'd be a great idea to interview them and to find out a little bit more about who they are and what they do. So welcome to the podcast everyone, it is great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. What I'd like to do. Thank you very much. What I'd like to do is to start off just by asking each of you to tell me who you are and what your role is in the company. Well, I'll start. My name is Dean Conde. I'm one of the directors of Handicap Scuba. Uh, it's a non-profit organization. It is my sideline hustle, as they call it. Um, my main job uh, daily is in data and analytics for a big IT company called IOCO. Okay, who's next? Great, I'll go next. Uh, my name is Richard Ashman. I'm one of uh, the directors of Handicap Scuba Crew. We also have a uh, existing diving company called Scuba Crew, uh, which uh, assists us a lot with the uh, sponsoring of the gear and the rental of the cylinders and things like that, and enables us to piggyback on the better pricing uh, because of the trips we do. So we get preferential pricing and treatment when we go down to the coast. Um, I've been diving since 89, uh, so I've been diving a while. We've got lots of other things keeping us busy, but uh, obviously the passion being uh, diving and sharing our passion for diving with people. Great. Okay, who's next? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Frick Witter. Uh, I'm a uh, scuba instructor, um, started diving in 1995, uh, met up with a uh, Mr. Ashman in about 2011, um, when I got had my son uh, certified as an open water diver. 
in 2013 when I decided I would uh, like to turn my passion into a bit of a more permanent thing, uh, I approached Richard and we started uh, diving together since 2013. So I'm a paddy instructor, SSI instructor, and we've now all become uh, handicapped scuba uh, uh, trainers. We, we uh, can now train uh, instructors. Uh, our passion is diving. Um, my, unfortunately, I have to work to to, to feed, um, and I'm a uh, factory manager for a cement company. Thank you. That leaves Sue. Hi, I'm Sue. Yes, um, I've been in a motor vehicle ac- accident in 2013. Um, I started diving in 2013 as well before my accident. So, um, yeah, I started diving again. I was, first of all, um, after my accident, thinking you will never be able to dive again, get rid of your stuff. Then I saw an ad that uh, Richard's company, Scuba Crew, um, had on Facebook. And I phoned him and I was was living in Bloom and he said, okay, cool, I'm in Bloom this weekend. So I was like, oh, damn. And um, went for a DSD or a refresher course and was totally hooked. So, um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm addicted to life. Um, I love the passion of giving hope to people that think after a disability, life stops. Very true words, Sue. Let's turn a little bit to the company. And from what I've heard you saying, it started with the company scuba crew. And then from there, you've developed into the subsidiary company, Handicapped Scuba Crew. So when did Scuba Crew start? When when did you guys start? Scuba Crew, uh, uh, we, we, we've been diving for quite a long time together as a very informal group, uh, probably about 10, 12 years now. We used to dive under a name called uh, Underwater Exploration Crew. We uh, enjoyed exploring wrecks and things like that. And uh, our following got uh, bigger and bigger and, and, and about... Frickle helped me with the dates probably five or eight years ago. We formalized it into, you know, a proper logo and uh, a, a more, more working business uh, and, and changed the name uh, to Scuba Crew. Uh, obviously, it's easier when people are searching for scuba and things like that. Um, and, and, and it's a short name that says uh, it's, uh, you know, what we do. Uh, we then, um, because of the following of people that we've had, um, ha- have grown into having to have to have different divisions to be able to handle the different divers. That makes a lot of sense. And how then did Handicapped Scuba Crew come about and when did that happen? Approximately 20... Uh, all right, let's let's take a step back. Um, we've been diving with disabled people for probably eight or nine years under the different uh, categories that the 
different uh, uh, companies like Paddy and SSI permit. Uh, but there are restrictions. In 2018, we were involved with a local and international uh, business called Handicapped Scuba uh, uh, Association, uh, HSA, which is an international affiliated uh, a company which we did our buddy courses through. From there, we realized that the, the more that we teach, the more we learn. And an adaptive uh, type of skill is not a skill that is a one size fits all. When you have 10 blind people or partially sighted people, um, even though their injuries or uh, a, a, a vision is the same, each one has different capabilities and abilities. And the adaptive diving fills in that uh, inability to do something. For example, an amputee maybe doesn't have legs or a paraplegic can't swim. So when you come in to fill in for that, uh, you know, th th there are lots of different methods to do it. So we then branched out and did as many courses as we could. Uh, we dived a lot with uh, the, the guys from uh, – uh, 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 net care rehab, uh, worked with the OTs, worked with uh, a lot of the doctors to try and get different styles and then developed it into a, co a, a combination between the different diving styles. We then ended up and had to choose a organization to uh, continue with and we uh, chose one of the oldest uh, 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 organizations uh, that are in existence that is uh, that has to do with handicapped uh, scuba diving and that is HSA International a guy called Jim Gattaker and uh, we all recently qualified as instructor trainers with them uh, which for us is, is is like the next step to be able to help people help people I think we should maybe take a step back and kind of just go really down to the basics of what is adaptive scuba diving? If someone were to come on one of your courses, what would they expect? Great. Adaptive scuba diving uh, to me and I, each, each one of us has, has an own personal reason or, or a method behind how we work, but the, the, the basic bottom line of adaptive scuba diving is that a buddy and/or instructor um, comes in and falls in for an inability for a diver to be able to do something. <clears throat> for example, for example, um, if there's a blind diver, um, what the person that is their buddy and/or instructor uh, job is is to fill in the sections which they cannot. Uh, themselves experience. So we then tell them what they are seeing. Now it's all good and well outside the water, but in the water, there's signals that we use, hand signals we use. There's a lot of tactile uh, type of um, uh, uh, exercises we do, certain shells and corals that uh, you're allowed to touch. Um, generally, we don't uh, encourage any touching of the marine life, but most of our instructors have done advanced courses in marine life, uh, so they know which uh, uh, 
corals and shells and rock formations you can touch without uh, disturbing it. So basically, in a nutshell, if there is a shortfall or an inability to do something, the job of the adaptive diver buddy instructor is to fill in that section. Which I suppose from my perspective, the way I make sense of that is to say, as my guide dog does when she and I are walking, so the dive buddy or instructor would do that under the water in the dive. Correct. Yes. So we will be your eyes, but we will communicate with you so that you experience a lot of the dive without us having to wait to go to the surface. Uh, part of part of the experience for the um, for someone like yourself is to experience things underwater, and you've got to remember that your uh, your hearing is more acute than ours. So you actually get to use your other senses a lot better underwater than we can experience. Um, and we communicate with you underwater what is happening um, from from uh, like Richard said from some of the marine life, the corals, uh, the shells, the sea bottom, etc. Uh, and then part of the experience for, for someone like yourself is also the social inclusion because often um, an adaptive diver has not been included in a normal social environment for quite a while. They're too scared and the people that they're diving with or are in a social environment with are too scared. But we, we have got to a stage where you, you are just another, uh, another person, another student for us. We might fill in for your site, but everything else you can do on your own. And then after the dive, we just find that the guys are super excited to hear from all the other divers what they saw on the dive. And it, it makes them feel uh, totally socially included um, in, in that environment. The same, the same with a quad or a paraplegic. You know, uh, Richard was talking about filling in what you aren't able to do. So we will help you swim, but we will also let you try and swim on your own. Um, we have special gloves, web gloves, so that if a, a, a paraplegic um, wants to swim, they can use their arms. Um, Sue, if you if you watch Sue, and we'll send you some links, Sue dives on her own. She doesn't need any assistance except to get onto the boat. So we let her go, and when she needs help, she signals if she needs some help. We try and give people the full experience without having to fill in too much where, necessary, where it's unnecessary. It, it sounds like you almost do an assessment of each individual diver and then accommodate to their specific needs. Correct. So everyone is different and everyone needs um, a, a gap filled, but it's never the same. So you're quite correct, Lois. Across the spectrum of disabilities, I mean, it's a huge spectrum. It's a huge community and we're talking, you know, everything from physical disability right the way through to emotional and, and, and mental conditions. Who do you accommodate in the work you're doing? Um, to give you a list of some of the divers we've dived with, we've dived with amputees, deaf, Muscular dystrophy, spina bifida, autistic, Down syndrome, paraplegic, stroke, blind, 
hemiplegic, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, quadriplegic, and cancer patients, just to name a few. And it really does sound like it's a, a question of adapting each person's dive experience and things like that as you go. How much training and what are the requirements ahead of time before somebody goes into the water? What, what, I mean, I, are there prerequisites that people need to have before scuba diving? Uh, you're talking about the adaptive diver? I presume in this situation, yes. I mean, I would imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me, a knowledge of how to swim. Is that a prerequisite? No. We have, we have lots of divers who can't swim, but because of the equipment and the people around them, we fill in that gap for them. We've got many people in our, in our crew that cannot swim, but can dive. So take me through the process. Someone approaches your company and says, I'm keen to, to investigate and explore scuba diving. How would you work with them from that point? So the only two things they need to be able to do on their own is to breathe on their own, so not on a respirator, and for their heart to pump on their own. Um, so if they've got an internal uh, pacemaker, that's fine, but anything external, uh, we, 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 we cannot dive with them. So as long as you can breathe on your own, um, you can dive. So uh, what we do is we have a, a, a day called a Discover Scuba Dive, which is a tryout of scuba diving. So you have uh, no experience uh, needed. Uh, we do require for you to get signed off by your doctor for you to be able to come and try diving. Um, so that medical is done with your personal doctor and he will discuss the risks because there always are risks. Uh, involved in scuba diving, it doesn't matter who you are. And then what we'll do is we'll bring you to, to a pool um, in Jobo, Pretoria, wherever we are. And what we do is we run through all of the equipment that you're going to use in the, in the pool, outside of the pool first. So we explain what everything is, how it's used, what its function is, um, until that student is totally comfortable to take the next step and actually get in the water. Then we have uh, various methods to get people into the water and transfer them into the water, gear them up. And then it is a step-by-step -step approach. So, and it's, it's at the pace of the student. So we first uh, give you the experience of putting the regulator, which is like a, a snorkel, which is uh, connected to the scuba tank um, in layman terms. And we get you to put that in your mouth and actually put your face in the water and just experience what it's like to breathe right at the surface. Once we do that, we put the mask on and we then give you the same experience of breathing in the water, but right at the surface. And then we take a step-by-step -step approach to take you further down into the water. The most important thing for us is to make sure that you can equalize your ears. So when you dive, the pressure between the middle and the outer ear needs to be equalized and that you do by holding your nose closed holding your mouth closed and blowing. So when you go down to the coast, 
uh, you feel pressure on your ears and you can either, it's called a Valsalva maneuver, you can either do that or you can wiggle your jaw. There are many, many ways of equalizing your ears. So that's very important for our students. And once they get the hang of that and they feel comfortable with moving into some deeper water, we go down into slightly deeper water, which is around three to five meters. And we let you experience the underwater world. You can try and get your balance. You can swim around if you can. We'll swim around with you. Uh, we have lots of toys and shells and things that we, we like to take along so people can experience feeling things as well. And then if, if we, we feel that you're confident enough to take it to the next step, we can take you to the coast and we can go on a sea dive or a few sea dives. And there it's quite an experience because there's the beach, there's the boat, uh, there's quite a lot of things that happen to get you to the dive site. And once you get in the water, that's really the cherry on the top. But there's a whole big experience with the team and the scuba divers and gearing up with everyone and getting excited to go on the dive. And the dive is really the cherry on the top. Whereabouts do operate i mean if if someone from say the cape was wanting to experience scuba diving would you be able to accommodate that or where do you operate yes so we try to to operate nationally we actually have a cape town trip uh, arranged for the end of october beginning of november um we are actually going to be at the spinal the international spinal congress uh, at the Prote Hotel in Stellenbosch between the 3rd and the 6th of November. So we are planning a trip around, around that to, to get together with adaptive divers to give them an experience of, of, uh, of diving, of scuba diving. We often go to a place called Alawal Shoal, which is about um, 45 minutes from Durban. So we often go through Durban to, to go and dive. So Dur Durban is also an option. We dive in Sedwana, which is up past Richards Bay, and we dive a lot in Mozambique, Ponta de Ora, and Gunjata Bay. Sometimes we go down through to the Western Cape and the Eastern Cape. So it just depends on the demand of how many divers are interested, um, and then we can we can plan a trip. And how many divers would it would you normally have on any one course? I, I suppose. So it depends on uh, the uh, on the diver and what their what their condition is. Uh, we have certain ratios that we adhere to. So for a quadriplegic, we we normally have two instructors or two per instructor and a buddy. Um, for a for someone that's got a, an am, uh, amputated leg, um, they would have a buddy. So it depends on on the condition that you have as to how many people in a group we would be able to take safely and with our within our uh, procedures and standards. Okay. As an organisation, what are your plans for the future? What are kind of the next steps for? Handicapped scuba crew. I think if uh, I can, you know, uh, the 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 big vision we have is um, to try and make scuba diving and the freedom scuba diving brings um, accessible to everybody everywhere, and that's been the drive behind why we've been 
become instructor trainers to be able to go to the different areas that we frequent often and train the local dive masters instructors in uh, adaptive diving in the sense that it's all good and well for everybody to be able to come on these trips with us and uh, you know when we are everywhere but the, the 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 whole drive behind the whole system is to try and make diving uh, an accessible holiday for everybody uh, so we're looking at trying to train as many of the instructors dive masters buddies people at the coasts inland at the different dive schools to be able to work with the adaptive divers correctly efficiently without any danger so that when people are looking at taking part in diving that they're not only uh, restricted to diving with us when you know when we are somewhere they can go anytime with their family anywhere uh, in the country and go and dive so you you're hoping to or planning to make scuba diving a totally inclusive sport within southern africa yes yep, definitely yes, most definitely that's a very good um, vision to have wow if people would like to find out more about your company and the work you're doing, how can they contact you? Where can they find you? Um, they can find us on Facebook at the moment. If you search for Handicapped Scuba Crew, uh, we have a Facebook page uh, up and running and we do post on there all our trips um, and videos as well so people can actually have a look or hear of the experiences others have had in the pool and at the sea. That's great. You don't have a website or anything. You said that's in process at the moment. That will be up in in time, and they can. That will be that will be up shortly. Yes. They can contact you through the Facebook page as well. Through the Facebook page, uh, we can leave our details so they can contact on our cell phones. Uh, we have a, a a WhatsApp group that we've created for adaptive diving, um, and I can share that cell number with you in the link so that anyone that's interested in finding out more about adaptive diving and to speak to other divers that have experienced it, uh, you're more than welcome to get that from me and we can share it with them. That's great. We'll include information like that in, in the show notes and a link to the Facebook page. For our final question, I'd actually like to ask Sue particularly, if someone were to come to you and say, should they, shouldn't they try scuba diving? What would you say about your experiences to help inspire them to give it a go? Well, yes. So um, I'm a paraplegic since 2013. And um, a big thing for me where I, um, my part of, part of scuba crew, handicapped scuba, scuba crew, I'm also a director, um, is to motivate them and just give them briefly my experience of diving. So um, diving has given me the freedom um, without my wheelchair to just be free. Um, mentally, it boosted my um, ability to you know, just be positive and 
try new things. And with scuba dive, I've met so many people. So it's as if the disability group just grows. Um, so anyone that um, would approach me and ask, listen, how do you feel about diving? I would say um, get into the water as soon as you can. It's another world of freedom. Um, it gives you ability to be, be normal, saying, not saying I'm not normal, but just to give you that freedom. And also it's um, the health benefits around diving, especially for people like me sitting uh, in a wheelchair. Um, the benefits of um, blood circulations, joint movements. Um, so, yeah, there's so much to share with them. Um, yeah, uh, that's about my story. Thank you, Sue. And I think that gives us a, a good way to, to really put it into a perspective as well. Any final comments or words? Anything I should have asked that I didn't? Do you want to say anything? Well, um, if there's something I can just add, if you've yes. ever, um, if the thought of scuba diving crossed your mind, um, you must try it. If you're able body, disabled body, um, there's a whole new world that opens for you. Uh, you are ex uh, socially acceptable um, to the people. Um, from my side, I can relate to someone that's in a wheelchair or um, different disabilities. And giving them hope is about the best thing I can do as Sue with a disability. Thank you. Frick, anything from your yeah. side? Yeah, so Lewis, um, I think uh, no matter the ability of a, a, a person, um, what we we strive for is to to show people the other side of that water barrier. We love scuba diving so much that we we want to share it with everybody. And uh, um, we, you know, if, if you look at it, Earth is seventy percent water. So if you if you're not diving, you're missing out on quite a bit of creation. And uh, uh, um, we we enjoy the place. We enjoy the the freedom, the the quiet, the tranquility, the different sounds that we find there. That we really want to share that with everybody. And uh, um, through the adaptive side of things, we've learned so much that we um, we're actually learning. To help more able people by teaching um, people with less abilities, let's call it that way. Um, and we we find for myself that from taking that person from the fear of putting their face in the water for the first time with this apparatus to help you breathe, to thirty minutes later when they pop up out of that water with the knowledge that they've been able to conquer this, this step 
um, and and conquer that fear and and the unknown. Um, that is that is more reward than 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 most people can give you. I think that sounds like the perfect place to end the interview with those words. So, Frick, Sue, Dean, Richard, thank you so much for joining us. I think what you're doing with Handicapped Scuba Crew is a fantastic vision, and we wish you every success with that going into the future. Thank you so much for joining us on A Different Way of Travelling. Thank you so much for having us. If you'd like to find out more about Handicap Scuba Crew, we'll include the link to their Facebook page in the show notes. Today's travel quote comes from Justina Chen Headley, who said, I never knew that the world could be so mind-blowingly beautiful. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. That's it from us for this time. You can find Accessible South Africa on the web at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za, on Facebook and Instagram at Accessible South Africa, and on Twitter at Accessible SA. You can also email us at podcast at accessiblesouthafrica.co.za. Editing by Craig Stratton using Hinderberg software. Our theme music is by Lu Chil Chow, based on a motif by Lois Stratton. Credits read by Musa Izulu. Thank you for joining us on A Different Way of Traveling. We'll see you next time. Until then, happy travels.